This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio family, welcome and good morning. Another weekend edition of Community Focus. Get started here on our intercom stations. Thanking you for great company as always. Saturday and Sunday mornings. And of course, for me, Renee Vaughn, always great company with members of our Community Focus family. She is definitely that and then some. As I say good morning to you, Tina Carson Wilkins. Hey, Renee. Happy weekend. How have you been? I'm doing great. Wonderful, wonderful. We've been enjoying this lovely warm weather, which, oh, oh, let's not even, let's just leave it there. You know, the fact that it may be going back to winter, at least we got word that spring will be coming early. So we'll take that and run with it. But always a pleasure to have you here on our public affairs show. And of course, many of our radio family know you with the Winston-Salem Transit Authority. So thank you so much for the continuation, especially in updating us on the I-40 project, which today that's not going to be the topic of discussion. We have something really exciting that we want to share with our listeners to especially get them prepared to make a trip, shall we say. So let's not keep them in suspense as our topic of discussion is going to be about, and this is very appropriate, especially as it is Black History Month. And, of course, it goes beyond just black history because every day is history. Exactly. But what a wonderful opportunity to learn from you about the Safe Bus Company exhibit at the North Carolina Transportation Museum in Spencer, North Carolina. Now, first of all, I didn't even know there was a transportation museum. Really? I didn't in all the years that I've lived here. <laughs> so it is going to be a treat for me to to learn about this today as well. So, Tina, let's get our conversation started this morning. Now, many of our listeners of a seasoned age, shall we say, are likely familiar with the Safe Bus Company. Let's talk about the history. It operated for some 46 years in the Twin Cities of Winston-Salem. How did they even get started? Well, uh, back in the uh, 1920s, well, uh, in the early part of uh, Winston-Salem, they had not too long incorporated as Winston-Salem. Right, right. Okay, so... Anyway, that was in 1914, I think. But uh, there was a gentleman by the name of E.E. E. Richardson who had his own construction company. R.J. Reynolds uh, had just opened their factories, and this gentleman got a contract from R.J. Reynolds in mm-hmm. order to, um, you know, uh, get his employees to 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 come in and take part in 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 building what R.J. Reynolds, their empire, for lack of a better term. Right. Anyway, so Mr. Richardson, in an effort to make sure his employees got to work on time, Mm -hmm. used his own uh, T-model Ford to get his employees to work. That was a popular thing Mm -hmm. uh, for African-Americans to do way back in the day. And so it eventually evolved into Ralph and Harvey Morgan after they had come back from um, World War One, 
all of the soldiers were being transported in jitney buses over there. Mm-hmm. So when they came back to uh, the community in, uh, they grew up in, which was Columbia Terrace in uh, Winston-Salem, they started a jitney service. Mm-hmm. That particular um, feat was duplicated many times mm-hmm. by about 22 African-American uh, gentlemen in the East Winston community because, you see, at that time, Duke Power and Southern Public Utilities were the only transit systems or, or uh, transportation available yeah. for people in Winston-Salem. And unfortunately, they did not travel in East Winston at all. At all. Now, let, let, if we can just backtrack a little bit for those who may be unfamiliar with that term jitney. Okay. A jitney was a vehicle that looked like uh, a bus. Mm-hmm. But it was it was not huge. It wasn't the size of buses that we have these days. It, right. it might have been the size of a very large SUV okay. that operates today. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. And so yeah, and so it was a an empty vehicle with benches mm-hmm. set up in it, and so that's how uh, soldiers were taken all around the place uh, during war and in other times, and so um, because the Morgans and others wanted to be able to make that money right. uh, to have a business of their own. When they uh, got back, everybody then started wanting to do it. But the problem is mm-hmm. um, East Winston was only so big. Right, and exactly. So, yeah. And so all of the gentlemen had their own locations that they would pick up passengers. But if someone picked up passengers that, I guess, belonged to someone else, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it was... A bad time. Right. Um, And so the mayor of uh, Winston-Salem at the time, Thomas Barber, uh, let all of the Jitney owners know if, you know, the complaints didn't calm down uh, and if they couldn't work together, then he was going to stop it and Mm. not allow them to operate a business at all. Wow. Uh, Because people were calling for Jitneys at... One, two, three o'clock, o'clock in the morning. Imagine trying to do that yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> and then it was two and three jitneys showing up. And exactly. so, you know, people just, gay. it was all um, not a pretty sight. So anyway, um, in 1926, April, uh, I'm sorry, 1920, yeah, 1926 in April, Mr. C.T. Woodland, who was a businessman who owned a jitney service. Okay. He operated a jitney service. He suggested to the other 21 owners uh, to, hey, let's have a meeting. Let's get together. So right. at the old Lincoln Theater, which, by the way, was one of the four uh, movie theaters operated by African-Americans wow. in Winston-Salem yes. at that time. But they chose to go to the Lincoln Theater. Um, people showed up. The I think it was... Uh, uh, 22 uh, gentlemen showed up, and out of the 22, 13 were serious enough to take their life savings, yes, put it together, mm-hmm. capitalize it uh, at $100,000, and they started the Safe Bus Company. Wow, and literally the rest is history. And speaking of, Tina, you know your stuff. <laughs> and we were just talking about this before we went on the air, how you are a history buff. I'm a history geek. nut. I'm a nerd. I love <laughs> That's it. That's okay. I love the fact that this really is such rich history. Yeah. 
a lot of things about Winston-Salem, whether, you know, a person was born or raised here or has been living here yeah. for an extended period of time. It's all it's always wonderful to be able to really reach deep into the history mm-hmm. of the city. And I like the fact because many for the younger ones yeah. who are listening that are from, you know, the area. Yes, there was a time when it wasn't Winston-Salem right. as one major city. Right. You had Winston and then you had Salem. Right. Of course, you had Salem as reference to Old Salem, right. part of that. And then Winston, of course, was the tobacco empire exactly. of so many years mm-hmm. ago. But that is really amazing about that history. Now, where did their in employees for the Safe Bus Company come from? Oh, hey, and, and this was a beautiful <laughs> part about it. Uh, the owners had many of their family members to sign on as bus operators and other employees, mechanics and whatnot. But they they reached out throughout the entire uh, South to pull people in from Alabama, Mississippi. I'm I'm not kidding. Uh, They just left what they were doing and then came to Winston-Salem because they heard about the Safe Bus Company and they wanted to be able to work. Excellent. I'm just trying to in, envision that migration, mm-hmm. especially the deeper south you went and to come into an area, you know, such as Winston-Salem or, or coming into the area where, and I'm thinking this is long before we had computers. Absolutely. Everything that we did, we did with, not to say that we don't do it now, but to do it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We did it with really uh, in an in a oh I just lost my my train of thought. But anyway, <laughs> just to to say that things were done by hand. Yeah. Things were done with with our brains yeah. from an analytical. That's the okay. word that I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, word of mouth. That too. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, helped um, a lot of people come to this area mm-hmm. uh, so that they can get a job because it was solid. Right. So now they started in, on June 1st, 1926. But by 1935, mm-hmm. they had 65 employees. Wow. And their um, payroll, well, payroll was thousands of dollars per mm. year. I mean, mm. the operators dressed in uniforms that you would think were um, those for motor- motorcycle. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it was fantastic. Exactly. So learning, and I must admit, um, I I took on this history of Safe Bus Company because I was in graduate school at oh, North wow. Carolina and T, T- yeah. State University, Aggie Pride. Yes. <laughs> and um, I needed a subject. And, right. and there was nothing mm-hmm. available, really, yeah, uh, on the Safe Bus Company. So I had really. to dig and scrape, but it was it, it was worth it. so worth it because Absolutely. it gave me a sense of so much pride. I used to use Safe Bus Company when I was a kid. Wow, I know I'm dating myself, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, when I was a kid, uh, my mom uh, would let us ride downtown with right. her. And you think about all the great memories okay, yeah. that that brings back. Yeah, and so I had it. no idea the the history was so exactly rich. yeah exactly, and that's the one thing a, a similar situation that when my family originally from the area, mm-hmm. but you know when I had a chance to move back here because even though I wasn't born here, I still when I came back and I, and I'm still here right and just love learning about the history yeah. of Winston Salem. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. So amazing. 
Well, Tina, I think I have time for uh, one more question. In fact, well, wait a minute. No, let's hold it. Let me hold that question for for the second half. In fact, we'll have plenty of time <laughs> to really get into more information about the Safe Bus Company exhibit at the North Carolina Transportation Museum in Spencer, North Carolina. Well, Tina, this is a great way to jumpstart community focus. So thank you for this history lesson. <laughs> Every day is black history. Yes, it is. And thank you, Radio Family, for your great company. Indeed, we'll be back right after the break. Much more of the weekend edition of Community Focus right after this. And it's more the weekend edition of Community Focus. Thank you, Radio Family. Great company from the beginning of our public affairs show. If you're just joining us, you're right on time as well. As I, Renee Vaughn, appreciate your company and that of members of our Community Focus family. Definitely the case with our continued conversation Tina Carson Wilkins of the Winston-Salem Transit Authority, or WISTA, is really giving us a history lesson and then some. Thank you for that, Tina. We continue with the Safe Bus Company exhibit. Now, this is going to be at the North Carolina Transportation Museum in Spencer, North Carolina. Tina's going to give us all the details on how you can get your family, your friends, your coworkers, your groups together and to go and visit But, Tina, getting back to the history of the Safe Bus Company, which we mentioned operated for 46 years in Winston-Salem, what was the fare like? Now, I can only imagine because, of course, here in 2019, everything is above (laughs) the cost that we would like to be. Everything's expensive. But can you just imagine how much a fare would be to get on a bus then? a whole nickel, if you can Wow. Five cents. cents. Yes. <laughs> well, when you compound inflation yeah. and all of that compared, wow, just a nickel. But imagine what that one nickel could do. I was going to say that. You, you would be shocked in how these gentlemen who came together really built a, a foundation for public transportation like no other because... It was the the only public transportation system privately owned wow. of its kind in the world. world. Okay, wow. yeah. Can you imagine that coming mm-hmm. out of a little southern town? Exactly. Yeah, but uh, those gentlemen were able to. I think in 1936 and 37, it was difficult because that was during the time of the depression. But right. yet they were forced in 37 to retire 60 percent of their fleet. And they had to go out and buy $11,000 worth of uh, vehicles at mm-hmm, that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they got a loan. It took them four years to pay wow. that. Can you believe four I years? I know, four years. Of I know, because what I'm telling folks is you compare what the money is today, today exactly. versus what it was during right. those years. Exactly. And it's a really, really big deal. It is. It is. Now, how how did they figure out where their routes were going to travel? A lot of them uh, used the routes that they had traveled when they had their own jitney service. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, they put, to, uh, put together a system uh, that people, when people were asking for the service to come into their neighborhoods. Right. One of the most important um, routes that operated, uh, that was under operation with Safe Bus Company is Carver School. Okay. Carver School Road. Yes. Uh, because, you know, it was a lot of folks out there along that area because, you know, Carver School was for the kids who came from the 
country mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh, Atkins was for the kids who <laughs> were city dwellers right, and so right. uh, you know those two routes in particular and believe it or not those are two of the most important routes that we still have oh, absolutely yeah. absolutely because yeah. you, you know you factor in you have Carver High School there yes. of course and just the fact Tina that that I really love and appreciate was it's probably one of the oldest uh, predominantly African-American neighborhoods. Yes, that and and uh, Atkins, as a matter of fact, uh, Ralph Morgan, when uh, they came out with their fleet of buses, they had a fleet of 42 mm-hmm. buses, the jitneys that they had all come together with. Right. They used to park their buses at night oh. across the street mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Mr. Morgan's home, but eventually they settled on the parking lot at Atkins High School. Wow. As wow. where they would park their buses. Absolutely. At night. <laughs> so I can just imagine all the Atkins and Carver graduates yes. who may be listening now, which, by the way, Carver High School, class of 1988, to all my classmates listening this morning. But again, just, just wonderful history. Now, when Safe Bus was operating, who was, who was their competition at the time? Their competition initially, up mm-hmm. until about 1954, was. The Duke Power Company. Okay. Yeah, Duke Power operated in 80% of the city of Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. yet they were not able to turn a profit. Oh, they didn't yeah. even become a motor coach, which means all buses. Right. They didn't even become a motor coach uh, company until around 1936. Okay. Uh, they used to operate the electric trolleys mm-hmm. on a north-south-east-west line. But African-Americans yeah. had to ride on the back of those trolleys. They didn't come into East Winston, mm-hmm. so the passengers would have to make their way to the um, Duke Power Company pickups right. and uh, jump on board those trolleys there. Wow. So when they became uh, a company that operated nothing but buses, mm-hmm. it was the same thing. Yeah, African Americans would have to ride on the back, on the back yeah. of the buses. But, and, and one of the things that I truly appreciate uh, about Safe Bus from 1926 mm-hmm. uh, up until 29 years later right. when uh, Rosa Parks took her steps mm-hmm. to help push the civil rights. Right. Uh, um, I think um, our folks in Winston-Salem never had to ride the back of the bus, That's a Safe Bus. So, yeah, it was really, you know, heartwarming. And the Southern Public Utilities company that started with some buses, mm-hmm. African-Americans couldn't use that system at all right. because they only had one door, wow. which was at the front of the, of bus. the bus. So, right. uh, you know, we couldn't ride those anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, Exactly. exactly. Now, did what kind of fleet did Safe Bus have? They had uh, T-model Fords, okay, that yes. people used uh, as uh, jitneys. And so the jitneys that they had all bought is, you know, uh, the was the makeup of the fleet. Okay. You know. Very good. The weekend edition of Community Focus. Thank you, Radio Family, for your great company and joining us here on our intercom stations. Saturday and Sunday mornings, love getting the word out and talking about good things taking place in our communities. Definitely good people. And Tina Carson Wilkins. Again, information on the Safe Bus Company exhibit at the North Carolina Transportation Museum in Spencer, North Carolina. Now, Tina, my next question, how did the company end up having to 
provide transportation for the entire city compared to just, you know, East Winston? Yeah. Well, in, uh, as I said, up until 54, Duke Power was in charge of transporting 80 for 80 percent of the city. But Twin City Coach Lines mm-hmm. out of Jacksonville, Florida, yeah. uh, took over and uh decided to operate in the same communities that Duke Power had operated. Right. Never could, never could uh, make a profit. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when their employees went on a 10-month strike, Mm -hmm. that just, that ended uh, their ability to provide transportation. Okay. Okay, so a lot of the the passengers who had become used to using their service needed to be able to get to work. Exactly. And so the city of Winston-Salem uh, required Safe Bus Company to go on and expand mm-hmm. and provide service for the entire city versus just East Winston. Wow, that is fascinating. Now, just a, as an aside a question, Tina, when we think about, of course, uh, transportation nowadays and, you know, the work schedule for any given individual yeah. just vastly uh, varies. It's so different. What? How early in the day do you recall that Safe Bus would be able to pick up its passengers who perhaps needed to be at okay. work? Well, from the information that I've been able to gather, they mm. started as early as five o'clock in the morning. Wow! Yeah, they, just like most people do. Exactly. Yeah. They started as early as five o'clock in the morning and ran until about midnight. Okay. Yeah. They wow. even ran um, seven days a week at one point. Mm. And uh, when they realized that it it was not much of a demand, but this was after the expansion, Mm -hmm. after they realized it wasn't much of a demand, then they just uh, cut back the days. Right. Uh, But, yeah, they were operating. They even used to provide charters for WSSU uh, students and fans to be able to go to games out of town. Nice. Yeah, so they were, their, their history and their... Uh, engagement mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the local community was fantastic. Absolutely. And it makes me think of how important transportation was for many in our community then, yeah. just as much as is important now. Yes. Because when, you know, you look at, one, I think about the options, mm-hmm. you know, even for individuals who do have a car and drive from work, you know, day to day, how nice it is to, if you want to leave the car, you know, at home, yes. just as with now, with, mm-hmm. with modern day, uh, right. Wista, mm-hmm. having that, the, the ability, and especially with so many of the routes that now exist. Exactly. What a wonderful way that if you just sit back and you reflect, this all came from the early days yeah. of the Safe Bus Company. Right, right. It was the uh, legitimate system of the illegitimate uh, system of segregation right so it was born Mm -hmm. out of segregation Mm -hmm. but uh, the uh, demise of the company came from integration if you can believe that yeah Yeah. very true and I I was I was thinking as as well uh, Tina long before especially with the massive amount of cars that exist today (laughs) you know there were a lot of families that didn't have an automobile right and that was their main source of transportation and that was the main goal for people once they got into the 60s exactly and 70s they wanted an automobile of their own yes well speaking of wista and safe bus that worked out so nicely (laughs) how did the winston-salem transit authority score the safe bus that is on exhibit in spencer oh 
I'm just, I feel so blessed <laughs> to be able to know the answer to yes, that because I was, I was um, just uh, working uh, at uh, the Transit Authority one day mm-hmm. and we had a general manager by the name of Nedra Woodyett. And it came to her out of the blue yeah. uh, to just get one of the old buses right. back. There was one that was available. It was in a bus junkyard in Winston-Salem. Really? And so she went and and uh, made it happen. They got the bus. They looked at the old logos mm-hmm. and the coloring for Safe Bus, all of right. the old branding that okay. uh, they had. <laughs> And and it was reproduced completely. It was really? t- it was an expensive project, yeah. but it's been so worth it because yeah. we get questions all the time nice. from groups and and uh, from uh, uh, different events mm-hmm. asking for the bus to be on site. Oh, beautiful. but you know, but we it's like a treasure to yeah, it. absolutely. And I think really so, Atina for for our young ones, th- this generation. Uh, for, for kids to see, you know, what mm-hmm. parents and yeah. grandparents and yeah. great-grandparents yeah. used to ride and what they relied on right. as their everyday transportation. Yes. yes, There you go. Now, do you use it on the road in Winston very often? Well, no. Uh, the only time we'll pull it out for people to get a chance to board it mm-hmm. and even spend time on it with family uh, is uh, for the Juneteenth celebration that the city of Winston-Salem uh, is uh, a part of right. each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get calls, and uh, forgive me for calling them out, Cheryl Harry and Norma Corley uh, always call us and ask, can we have the bus this year for Juneteenth? Right. And so uh, for the past few years, We'll drive it over. over I mean, there. can you imagine right. a 50-year-old bus on the road? <laughs> uh, we'll drive it over to wherever the event's going to be held, and we'll put it on display there. That is beautiful. Yeah, although we have had it at the uh, Transportation Museum. It was several years ago. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. That is great, especially in being able to maintain or keep up the maintenance yes. on the bus after oh, yeah. so many years. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, it's just the nostalgia of, of seeing up close and personal a piece of history. It really is. <laughs> Now, what can someone expect, Tina, if they go to Spencer to see the bus? How will the story be told? Well, uh, currently the bus is on display in Spencer at the Transportation Museum. And there is a video that uh, the museum plays during the time that uh, the bus is down there. So anytime someone comes up, the video is is looped. Mm -hmm. So it plays constantly. Oh, great. But on March 2nd. Um, I will be one of the folks who will be there uh, to talk about Safe Bus, answer any questions, and give the history. Right. Uh, we're expecting uh, school groups from all over the state to to come and learn about what goes on at uh, the Transportation Museum, as well as pieces of uh African-American history. That's so fantastic. not only will Safe Bus be there, right. but um, a representative of the Tuskegee Airmen and some of their equipment. Oh, they wonderful. have a an exhibit called Rise Up. Mm-hmm. And so they will be uh, on site on that day as well. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about having a transportation museum, Tina, it's nice when... You know, our kids are in the classroom learning about history, mm-hmm. but to make that that literal field trip, yeah, 
and to see it up close and personal. Yeah, to feel it. Exactly. It, sit on it. Exactly. Yeah. I can yeah. just imagine the looks because this is how I was when, you know, you and I were that age and we were taking field trips yeah. and like everything is just so, <laughs> you know, well, first of all, a lot of kids are like, oh, that's just so old. Yeah. But, but to it may be old, but you just don't know how much history is attached to Renee, it. Renee, it's a 1969 GMC bus yeah. that was purchased at a cost of $27,000. Wow. I just can't get over it. You, you, you can't buy a bus for that now. No, not at all. No, not at all. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that. Now, in terms of size, if you compared it to, say, uh, a Wista bus, would it be about the same in size or perhaps... One slightly a little bit bigger than well, the it's other. A, it's a 30-foot bus. Okay. But it's not, it's nowhere near, near as big as what you see now. As what we have yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one other thing too, uh, Tina, as far as now, for those who have never been able to, for, for whatever reason, they've never ventured to Spencer, North sure. Carolina. How far is it typically from? It's from about Minnesota? a 40-minute drive not from bad. Winston-Salem. It's uh, on the other side of Salisbury, North yeah. Carolina. And I will say for parents uh, who and other folks who did not know about the Transportation Museum, every Christmas mm-hmm. they offer up the Polar Express oh, for d- kids, for families to come down and enjoy a ride on a train yeah. for Christmas. It's, it's, it's just uh, a treasure yeah. in the center of... Uh, the city of Spencer. Wow. Period. Now, is it similar to the movie, or have you seen the movie, Polar Express? I've seen it, but yeah, it's, yeah. they create that type oh, right, of right. atmosphere exactly. for okay. Christmas, but mm-hmm. it's a good chance for people yeah. to go down and yeah. enjoy it. And I mean, you know, you it, it's obviously a big difference from yeah. what you see in a movie to actually yeah. being there. I mean, it's mostly trains, but they yeah. have old cars. Right, right. They have old cabs. They have every old trucks. Yeah. So if you're nice. in the vehicles at all, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. if you're a vehicle enthusiast, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. and and you like history from yes. that perspective, yes. that's great. Right. Now, will any Wista employees be there to tell the Safe Bus story live? In addition, to and, and that well, that will be me. Yeah. but we're also going to have a couple of other uh, folks down there great. just in case there are questions right. Right. that I cannot address mm-hmm. because as we're hoping. That not only uh, along with the school children, that there will be people from uh, the city of Winston-Salem, the Piedmont Triad, yeah. uh, period, who want to come down and, and, and enjoy the exhibit as well. Exactly. So this would be an ideal uh, time, Tina, especially for any educators or teachers who are listening. Yes. And you are wondering what to do with the kids yeah. and planning that field trip. Mm-hmm. This would be absolutely perfect. Yes, it's- Especially if they're trying to talk about transportation. Exactly. Period. Exactly. And really, too, uh, Tina, and this is probably something a lot of times you really don't necessarily think about. At least I don't. And, and this just crossed my mind. Because usually when we think about that, that as our kids, whatever they decide that they want to do mm-hmm. in life, many, it's like they want to play sports, they want to be a musician, they want to study the sciences, but what a great opportunity for that one individual that says, you know what, I may want to work and be a future, you yeah. know, driver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say I consider being a bus operator the, the second hardest job mm-hmm. in America. And I'm know. serious about it. the right. first hardest job is that being a law enforcement officer. But True. it's stressful. 
but you get an opportunity to uh, make so many uh, friends. Absolutely. Uh, and if you enjoy service to your community, community that, that would be an ideal thing, right? Yes. And I also think too, Tina, of an occupation such as that, how much you get to see on a daily basis just traveling around town. Yeah. And even though some of the service, you know, the bus service is fixed route, which right. means they stay on the same route. Yeah. You meet so many different you kinds do. of people. You really do. Yeah, you do. I, I, and, you know, <laughs> this is the one thing because I'm, I'm only giggling a little bit because when you typically think of just driving in your car, of course, your eyes need to be fixed on yeah. where you need to go. But I, for me, this is just a little fascination of when I'm not driving. Yes. How much of the you can scenery see. you can uh, yeah. see. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So to to help another individual yeah. do that and, and to really learn more about the city is a fascinating thing. Well, we normally say when people are new to the community, right, right. that's an excellent way oh, to learn that's your a way around. Per- I like that. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Now, if someone wanted to take a group to the Transportation Museum, what's the cost? Uh, actually, the exhibit for uh, Black History Month, there's no cost for that. Very nice. Yeah. Just come on down, uh, find, get yourself a parking space, and mm-hmm. come on over to uh, the area that we're going to have the bus park. We're going to be inside. Yes. And so folks will be able to come in and just uh, look at all of the old vehicles Excellent. and then come on into where we are. Fantastic. We'll be sectioned away. Now, one thing I wanted to share uh, with our listeners, Tina, and we were talking about this a little bit before we got on air is the fact that first of all uh, radio family they can also visit you on Facebook oh yeah they can visit our Facebook page uh, WS I'm Winston-Salem Transit Authority Worcester bus mm-hmm. and uh, pull up some of the information that we have on there because we talk about the history and most importantly to me we have some old photographs <sighs> That are I priceless. love looking at old pictures. They are I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going to change those pictures out Very every good. week, so people can uh, get an idea of what the operation really looks like. Absolutely. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about that, to Tina and Radio Family, is that you get to literally see the face. Yes. Of Safe Bus. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. These very talented uh, men black men mm-hmm. who really brought about a sense of pride yes to the city of Winston and, and and provided a service that took care of a need that exactly. was really desperate for mm-hmm. a lot of people very very true yeah. Very true. Well, Tina, I have enjoyed this history lesson. This has been fantastic. Now just as another um, aside, and likely will this be in case you can't answer this here directly on the program, what are the museum hours, or can they find them? No, uh, they may have to just go online, okay, Google sure, it, sure. North okay, Carolina great. Transportation Museum, because right. I'm not sure of That's the hours. not a problem. But the, our exhibit, our presentation will be on March 2nd from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Okay, fantastic. And so, yeah, so I know they open early. Yes, but, yeah, and but, it'll be worth the trip. And I mean, yeah. just 40 minutes yeah. from, from Winston is not bad yeah. at all. Tina, any closing thoughts or comments? Well, even though I have not, you know, even begun to touch right. on um, these great uh, men who put this uh, historic company together, let me say they were uh, some of the most forward thinkers yes, that I can even imagine. And for people who want to learn about what the company was, mm-hmm. what they did, and how they did it, 
you know, I'm more than happy to send out information Fantastic. to folks yes. or more than happy to to um, invite groups to uh, have me come out and talk about it. Yes. I have a great yes. presentation that I am really proud to show anybody oh, at any time. But, yeah, um, I just thank you so much for oh, giving me so the welcome. chance to talk about something that's really, really close to my heart. And, and thank you, Tina, for in your busy schedule, my dear. <laughs> For always making the time for me. I really appreciate it. I, I so thank you. We have known each other for a very long yeah. time. <laughs> but every time we get together, Tina, I just enjoy because this really is, I feel, information that just for for you and I who have either grown up or have lived in Winston-Salem, you know, it's, it's such, not to say that sometimes Winston gets a bad rap, Oh. Only from the perspective of, you know, for people who live outside the area, well, there's nothing to do right. in Winston. It's so boring, and you'd be surprised. Yeah. And and really to emphasize for those who may be listening to this public affairs show, you're relatively new to the area, mm-hmm. whether you're here as a college student or you're here as a retiree yeah. or just a person that's really sort of settled down right. in the area and you want to get to learn a little bit more about Winston-Salem, I just encourage you, radio family, visit downtown. Visit the Winston-Salem Transit Authority. I mean, there's history within that yeah. in itself. Um, we have information on Clark Campbell, yes. who drove for 63 years. Exactly. Yeah, so we'd, we'd love to have them. I, I always tell people it's really important. You won't know where you're going unless you know where you have been. Absolutely. And folks in Winston-Salem need to learn about who we are, mm-hmm. where we were, mm-hmm. and where we're going now. Because mm-hmm. we've got some great things in store. Absolutely. And what a beautiful way to bring to a close another weekend edition of Community Focus. Tina Carson Wilkins, tell the family I said hello. I will. Thank you so much. <laughs> Until that next time, my dear. No goodbyes on the program. And likewise, thank you, family, for your great company and the good things you're doing in our communities. Please keep up the great work. And indeed, until that next time, thank you very much for listening to another weekend edition of Community Focus. Enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of this weekend. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.